heaven, we offer this our prayer in the Savior's great name. Amen. I'm glad tonight to be joined in the pulpit by two of our young men. Uh, We have Mr. Reuben Hanna, Mr. Daniel Heenan, and our brother Reuben is going to come to introduce the young people to us, and then Daniel has a Bible reading. So we'll ask Reuben to come forward just now. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to our service tonight. A special welcome to our visitors and all who are watching online. I'd like to thank Reuben and Timothy Cordner for playing. And to start our program, Daniel is doing a reading from Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7. Followed by this, the youth will, be, will sing. Thank you and enjoy. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with the justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this.
We are grateful to our young people tonight for taking part and we enjoyed them singing those pieces. There's a few older young people have slipped in amongst their ranks as well and we're grateful for that. We'll be hearing from them. They have another piece to sing for us in just a few moments. I want to add my words of welcome tonight and we're glad to see all who have gathered in. And if we have friends and family and visitors with us this evening, then we do give you a special welcome in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We welcome as well those who are joining us online, and we thank you for tuning in. And may the service tonight be a blessing to your heart as you listen in in your own home. I want to invite everyone tonight for a cup of tea after the service, and it's over in our church hall, just making our way through the double doors here on my right-hand side, through the link into the church hall, and we have a cup of tea and just a light bite tonight. You wouldn't want to eat too much as it's getting near to bedtime, so it's just a mince pie or a piece of shortbread or maybe one or two chocolate bars as well. So do come. Let's enjoy that time of fellowship together around a cup of tea. And then Tuesday night of this week is our midweek prayer meeting. That's at 8 p.m. And being a holiday week, it's the only other meeting in the church during the week. So we ask you, therefore, to make that special effort to get along on Tuesday night. Uh, last week, we had a deputation meeting on behalf of the school in Uganda. And that took up most of the meeting as we heard about the work there. And so we want to devote most of this week uh, to to the place of prayer. So do join us. Uh, last week the weather was poorly and you may not have been able to get to the prayer meeting, but if you would like to contribute to the offering that was taken up for the school in Uganda, you can still do that, uh, but please mark uh, the envelope, uh, the work in Uganda or the Ugandan school, and we appreciate that in the Lord. Next Lord's Day is Christmas Day, but we continue with both services. But the morning service will be moving to an hour earlier, uh, the time of 10.30. And so do please note that, getting along for 10.30 for the commencement of our service. And then the gospel meeting is at 7 p.m. next Lord's Day evening. And it is a testimony meeting. We've invited our brother, Mr. Samuel Putz, uh, to come along to give that personal word of testimony. He grew up here in the church. He's well known uh, to God's people and to the congregation here. And so we encourage you next Lord's Day evening to come out to hear that word of testimony. And there will be the half an hour of prayer preceding our services on the Lord's Day. The Christmas week, the prayer meeting moves from the Tuesday to the Wednesday just for that one week. And so the final midweek prayer meeting of the year will be Wednesday the 28th of December at 8 p.m. And then on the first Saturday in January, uh, the 7th of January, the REACH team are organizing a breakfast here that Saturday morning. And so do keep that date in mind and do seek to get along to support that breakfast. 
Now we're going to sing another hymn, the whole of the congregation. If you're using the hymn book, it's the hymn 83, but the words will also be on the screens. As with gladness men of old did the guiding star behold, as with joy they healed its light, leading onward beaming bright. We'll sing to the glory of the Lord. Take our seats together. I'm going to ask our young people if they would come uh, to bring a final message and song to us, please. Thank you.
We are grateful tonight to our young people once again for singing for us. We want to thank them in the Lord's great name. May the Lord bless them and encourage their hearts at this time. And we trust it has been a blessing even to you this evening. I would want to mention this evening, uh, William and Patricia Hamilton uh, have stepped down from the Youth Fellowship after some 14 years of labour with our young people. And we would want to put on record our deep appreciation to them for their work of faith and for their labour of love with our Youth Fellowship. And we will acknowledge their labours in due course. I want to say as well that the session has appointed some new youth leaders, and you may have seen them already this evening, uh, Timothy and Stephanie Aiken, Andrew and Beverly Barnes, William Heron, and Caroline Heenan. And they will each be joining with their brother Alistair Heenan, and we would ask you to pray for that team of workers as they oversee the youth fellowship and as they labor with our young people. Do pray that the Lord will bless them in this term. We're going to turn together this evening in God's word to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew and the chapter 1. And it is a very familiar portion of scripture, most especially for this time of the year. And just in the time that is left to us tonight, I want to draw some thoughts from it this evening. It's Matthew chapter 1. And moving down to the verse 18, Matthew 1 and the verse 18, and let us hear the word of the Lord together. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus Amen. We'll end there at verse 25. And may the Lord add his own blessing to this reading from his own precious and infallible word. I would draw your attention this evening to the words of verse 19. And it says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, 
and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. And I want us to think tonight for a few moments together about Joseph. And we're looking tonight at the testimony of Joseph. Joseph was a young man, so here is a young man's testimony that we want to consider together. Let's unite in prayer and ask the Lord for help in the ministry of his word. Our gracious God and our loving Father, once again we would thank thee for this service and for what has taken place already. And we thank thee, our Father, for the singing of thy praise and for the reading of thy precious word and even for the offering of prayer. And we would ask our Father as we come to consider thy word together that thou wouldst grant tonight that listening ear, that understanding heart. And we pray, O God, that ears would be opened and eyes would be opened and hearts would be opened tonight. And O Father, if there be any who would hear the message and they're not saved, they're not ready for eternity. We pray that even this night would be the night of their salvation when they would close in with thine offer of mercy. Father, put a hedge of the precious blood about the meeting house tonight and glorify thy name in and through this effort. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. You maybe don't hear very much about Joseph Whenever it comes to this time of the year, we would hear much perhaps about the shepherds and we would hear about the wise men. We may even hear about the angels or we would hear about Mary. Much has been said and much has been written about each of them. But few perhaps would consider Joseph. He's really that background sort of character. And yet in giving God's word, the Holy Spirit of God has included certain details about this individual, Joseph. And therefore, the Holy Spirit is revealing to us that he is worthy of our attention and worthy of our consideration. And there is enough information given about Joseph to show us exactly what kind of man he was. And I say tonight at the outset, Joseph was a good man. And Joseph was a godly man. We know that he was not the biological father of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he took on the role of being his earthly father. And we know, of course, Mary... And we know that she was one who rejoiced in God, her Savior. And so when you think about Mary and Joseph and you're looking there at the earthly parents of the Lord who were given that responsibility of raising up the Lord Jesus Christ, we're getting a little glimpse into the home here. We're seeing the parents. We're seeing the baby Jesus You can perhaps imagine there's the baby into the home and Joseph would have helped to raise the baby Jesus. The young boy Jesus would have been found, no doubt, in the carpenter's shop with his father. 
And he would have been learning the skills of carpentry. He was known as the carpenter's son. We know from our Bible reading that in this particular situation, Joseph was placed in circumstances initially that were very difficult. He found himself in the most difficult of circumstances, but we can trace here that he was a man of grace. And I want us to look a little bit at Joseph. First of all, tonight we think about the character of Joseph. Look with me at verse 19, as it makes reference there to this individual. It says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Now that detail is not to be overlooked. Joseph, her husband, being a just man. And that word just there, it means righteous. Here was a man who was considered just and righteous before the Lord. Now naturally, the Bible tells us that there's none righteous, no, not one. In fact, all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags before a thrice holy God. And yet here we're reading about Joseph. He was a just man. And therefore, we would have to conclude that he was justified by faith before God. And he was one who received the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he's described as being a just man, because he's a saved man. He's a converted man. As we took up our Bible reading, the passage refers to that time when it was discovered that Mary was pregnant. When you look there at the end of verse 18, it says she was found with child. She was found with child. And here Joseph, this just man, is placed into this particular situation where Mary, whom he's espoused to, is found with child. We would need to have some understanding of an espousal. We might think, well, that's, that's like an engagement. We talk about young couples getting engaged. But an espousal was something much stronger than an engagement. An espousal was actually a legal agreement. And the couple had entered into that legal agreement together. They were committing themselves to one another in a way that it had a legal binding. And the espousal was agreed with two witnesses present. And once they were espoused the one to the other, well, it was actually viewed that they were husband and wife. Oh, they hadn't actually entered into marital relations, but in the eyes of the law, they were treated as husband and wife. And in fact, if you were following closely in our Bible reading, they're each being referred to as husband and wife, and they're not yet married. You look there into the passage in verse 19. It says, Then Joseph, 
her husband. But at that stage, we would say he's not her husband, for they're not married. But when it's an espousal, he was treated as if he was already her husband. And you can see there in the verse 20, when the angel is speaking to Joseph, something that the angel said was, Fear not to take on to thee Mary, thy wife. She's already being looked upon as his wife. When you come down the passage to the verse 24, then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took on to him his wife. And so in this passage of scripture, they're being called husband and wife. But the way we would view marriage, we would say, well, they're not yet husband and wife. But that's how strong the espousal was. And they're both into this legally binding agreement. And Mary is found with child. You think of the situation that that places Joseph into. You know, in that situation, legally, it would have meant a breaking of that legal agreement. Mary had broken the terms of that agreement. And that would have meant that Joseph was entitled to to put her away. You can actually see there that the end of verse 19, he he was minded to put her away. That means he, once he finds out and he discovers here that as she's found with child, it's in his mind, I have to put her away. Over in the Old Testament scriptures in the book of Deuteronomy and in the verse 22, you can see something there of how uh, that would have been viewed. Deuteronomy 22 and the verse 23 If a damsel that is a virgin be betrothed to a husband, and a man find her in the city and lie with her, then ye shall bring them both out onto the gate of the city, and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife, so thou shalt put away evil from among you. And so here... As Joseph discovers that Mary, his espoused wife, is found with child and he knows that the child is not his, he knows the consequences of that. She has to be put away. In fact, if the Old Testament law was being followed, she would be publicly stoned to death. And you can see what Joseph was minded to do here. I'll put her away. Then in verse 20, it says, But while he, he thought on these things. And so Joseph, in this particular situation, he knows what he's minded to do, but he's considering this whole matter. And he's minded to put her away. He, he wants to honor the Lord in this particular way. You see, I'm saying tonight that such was the character of Joseph. That if he had to end this relationship to honor the Lord, he was willing to do it. That's the sort of character that he was. No doubt he loved Mary. 
There was no doubt that he wanted to marry her, but he's now faced with this massive decision. But Joseph is such a character that he wants to put the Lord first in this matter. And so we can see just with the few details that we have of Joseph, we can see his character. He was a just man. But then I want you to think about the compassion of Joseph. And again, when you look at at verse 19, it says he was not willing to make her a public example. He was minded to put her away privily. He didn't want to put her to public shame. Even though in his heart of hearts he fears here that she has been unfaithful to him, that she has entered into a a sinful relationship, but even in those circumstances, he didn't want to broadcast it. He didn't want to tell it abroad. He didn't want to put her to public shame. Oh, he would be faithful to the Lord. And he would do that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, but he would do it with wisdom. He would do it with grace. He's a man of compassion. He's showing us his heart here. He's showing us his heart. There was no idle talk out of his mouth. There was no gossip because of this situation. There was no spreading of trying to scandalize her. Sometimes when these situations arise today, neither one side can't wait to get telling everybody else so that they can get their story in first. They want to try and get people on side with them and so they will be quick to run and to tell it abroad to try and get people their side of the story first. Joseph doesn't do that. Joseph shows us here he was not willing to make her a public example. You see, he was a godly man. He was a gracious man. There are those today who, if they were to get a bit of information like this, they would thrive on it. They get a bit of information like this, they want to run abroad with it. They don't care about ruining anyone's reputation. If they get that bit of gossip, they're happy to pass it on. Something interesting about Joseph in the Bible, there's no recorded conversation of Joseph. You ever think about that? Here's Joseph. We've said he's, he's something of a background character. But there's no actual quotation from Joseph in the Bible. There's no recorded conversation that Joseph entered into. We could take from that he was a man of few words. I believe that he was a man whose life spoke more than he did. I would believe he was a man whose actions spoke for him because actions speak louder than words. Here was a man of few words. Do you know the only thing that we're sure and certain that he said, and it's not a quotation, but it's recorded in this portion. In fact, it's the very last words of this chapter. Do you see it says, He called his name Jesus. The he there is Joseph. 
He called his name Jesus. And so the only thing that we know for certain that he did say was that he named the name of the Lord Jesus. The name of the Lord Jesus was on his lips. He called his name Jesus. Now what a testimony that is tonight that the only thing we know for certain that he said was the name of Jesus. No tittle-tattle, no gossip, no tail-burning. He just names the name of Jesus. What a lesson Joseph is to us this evening that we would want in our conversation to share the name of Jesus. He called his name Jesus. We know tonight from the words of verse 21 what the name of Jesus means. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is the name Deliverer or the name Savior. He will save his people from their sins. The holy child that was born into Bethlehem's manger, the God child who came into the world and who was despised and rejected of men, who suffered in life and suffered in death so that sinners could be saved. It's the name of Jesus. That's the name tonight that we preach. We preach Christ crucified. The Lord Jesus Christ who is able alone to save and he's mighty to save and he's able to save to the uttermost tonight. And man is a sinner and man needs a saviour. It's a message that goes out to all. The universal need of man is for a saviour tonight. One who can cleanse his sins. One who can pardon him. One who can take away his guilt. For the Bible teaches us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 5 and the verse 12, he tells us how sin came for us by one man. Sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. All have sinned. Here's a message tonight through Joseph. He called his name Jesus. Thank God tonight there's a saviour. And if you're not saved tonight, we encourage you to look to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith and to accept him as your saviour and to know tonight the cleansing power of his precious blood and he's the one who can fit us for heaven to live with him there. It's a message that comes through Joseph. The character of Joseph, the compassion of Joseph, And then the compliance of Joseph. This compliance is here. You notice verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
And Joseph here in the situation when he's minded to put her away privily and he's considering the whole thing, the angel appears. And here's a messenger from heaven. Here's a message from God to Joseph. Here, if you like, is God's word to Joseph. And the first message from the Lord is, fear not. No doubt he was filled with all kinds of fears. Fear not to take on to thee Mary, thy wife. He was to marry Mary. God told him to marry her. God is bringing this couple together. And that's showing us a pattern for all couples and for all marriages. Oh, that God would bring couples together in holy matrimony. He had a message from heaven to marry her. Then he gets the other message from the angel at the end of verse 20. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. There's been no sinful relationship here. There's been no unfaithfulness here, Joseph. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And that's repeated four times in this passage of Scripture. When you look there at the verse 18 where we took up our Bible reading, the end of the verse says, She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The second time is there at the end of verse 20. We've just made reference to that. Then when you look at verse 23... Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. In verse 25, it tells us that he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. And here in the passage it's being underlined to us the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Virgin born, son of God. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, Joseph. And he complies with that. He accepts that. He believes God's word. He believes that message from heaven. And there's something else he's told about the child. And we've read it there in verse 23. I shall call his name Emmanuel. And the name Emmanuel means God with us. And so the child that's in the womb of Mary is conceived of the Holy Ghost. And he's the God child. He's God with us. This is God manifest in the flesh. God taking upon himself the form of a man. If you're with us on a Tuesday night and we've considered Paul's letter to the Colossians and when Paul spoke to them of the Lord Jesus, he said, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in whom dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Godhead bodily is revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph complies with that. Joseph accepts that. 
Joseph believes that. Here was a man who obeyed God, believed his word. It's highlighted in verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, mark these words, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And so he did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And so he's obeying the word of God, the message from heaven. It further tells us that he knew her not, verse 25, till she had brought forth her firstborn son. Joseph did not enter into marital relations with Mary until the baby Jesus had been born. Joseph complies. Joseph accepts and Joseph believes. I've already highlighted that he was the one who named the baby Jesus. And he did that again in complying with the message that he had received. And all of this that we're drawing your attention to is highlighting the fact that Joseph faithfully obeyed. And Joseph faithfully served the Lord. He's a good example to us this evening. We can learn from Joseph, a faithful man of God. He was there through the pregnancy. He was there the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was there when the shepherds came. He was there when the wise men came. He was there 12 years later when they were going up to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover and there's the 12-year-old boy, Jesus, and Joseph is there. And we say he has been there for them in the capacity as that earthly father. And so for all of those years, we could testify to the faithfulness of Joseph serving the Lord you know after that with no further mention of Joseph in the Bible and it would seem that sometime before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ it is assumed that Joseph must have died for when Mary was at the cross there was no mention of Joseph but rather the Lord Jesus Christ from the cross spoke to John concerning Mary. And he said to John, take Mary to thy house. And from that moment on, John took Mary to his home. And so it would appear that Joseph had already passed away. But I say to you tonight with those few details that we have concerning him that he's a good example to us tonight. A godly, gracious soul. And may these lessons prove to be a blessing to each of our hearts.